The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It's Tuesday. Um, franchise Tag Day actually starts now. This week... We are catching up on all things Lions. We apologize for the last couple weeks being away. But we're regular guys, no, this is a regular podcast. We got things that come up, unfortunately. But we're back. We're trying to give you as much content as possible. Um, trying to take things from maybe from new angles. This week is more conversational. We just touch on a bunch of things like Glover Quinn, Kyle Van Noy's ignorant comments. What are some days are like? Um, some thoughts about the draft uh, based on Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper, uh, the big hair guy. <laughs> um, Coming up with his mock draft. And a few other things that we touch on. Free agency as well. There's just a lot of things out there. There's a lot to talk about, especially going forward. Um, with the combine, with free agency, with the draft, um, coaching decisions, everything like that. A lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, and we'll have some good guests as well on to talk about those certain things. And we just really look forward to what we have coming forward. We'll have a lot more episodes and we just really appreciate everybody um, tuning in, um, subscribing, leaving reviews. We really appreciate it. And now, without further ado, let's go to the podcast. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rudd Dog. Bob Connor. Talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. Um, it's been a couple weeks, so we apologize, but we're back. It's February 18th, 9.38 p.m., and it's only me, Big Z, your host, and uh, Bob. Yeah, just where's our crew at? Where's our crew? I don't know. When the groundhog went back on the ground, they crawled back down there with them. I think you know (laughs) the rest of our crew. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I mean, this is a podcast. We're just regular guys, uh, so everybody's got busy schedules, and we try to come together. So you know, it's some some guys just got things going on, but that's all right. We're here. We're we're going to talk about the last couple weeks in Lions news. Um, Yeah, just get our kind of our thoughts, and eh, I don't know. We'll shoot it around. So, I mean, first, Bob, I just got to get off my chest, and I, I just think it's hilarious. Um, your boy, Jim Bob Cooter, just one last dig for you. Um, okay. He he is the New York – he couldn't find an offensive coordinator job anywhere. 
and he's and uh, he is now settled to be the New York Jets running backs coach, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of ironic because everyone criticized his run game. But, uh... <laughs> oh my god! I know, I know. I, I, I that was so laughable. I I it's unbelievable. It's quite unbelievable. Well, yeah, it's it's too bad, but uh, I'm glad he got a job coaching because I. I Personally, yeah, that's I, think, nice. I think he's a good coach, and I think he'll be back. Uh, he's a really young guy still, and uh, he is young. What is he like? Thirty-five, right? Yeah, I thought he was thirty-four. But he I think he, 34, he turns 35. thirty-five this summer. But um, yeah, he's uh, he, at least he's working in the league, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm sure things will fall apart in New York, so he could probably have an opportunity there because uh, I don't I don't uh, have much faith in the uh, the Jets coaching staff overall, but. We'll see. Yeah, that's just it's it is ironic. First of all, that he couldn't get hired by anybody else, um, which typically happens to Lions coaches, but not not necessarily position coaches. But on top of that, being running back coach is great, considering how yeah. how poor the run game was in this time in Detroit. Yeah, but but he is uh, he did get a few interviews. I gotta, say. <laughs> but, but nothing nothing came to fruition. That's nice. You know, before yeah. I got my job, I had fourteen interviews. So. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a nice consolation prize, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, and a, another coach that always had interviews and never got hired was Terrell Austin, and he got fired by the Bengals this year. So. Yeah, yeah. But he, <laughs> well, he he had a job there that he didn't do well at, so I don't know. We'll see. He, that was a guy who was ever everyone was hyping up that would, was going to be a head coach someday. Yeah, he was he was second in line to get the uh, Falcons job before Dan Quinn, and then Dan Quinn led the Falcons to a twenty eight three lead in Super Bowl before blowing it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> against Matt Patricia, no less. I don't know what Terrell Austin's doing now. Does he even have a job? I don't even know. But um, that's a good question. I am I'm not sure. I think he is an assistant coach somewhere, or he's taken the. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure. Talked about it last time. I don't know what was going on then, but uh, Jim Caldwell is also an assistant now with uh, Miami, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's back in the league. So. Yep. Yeah, I, that won't that won't come bite us. I'm sure. I'm not too worried about that one personally. No, no, and I don't think we play the Jets this year, so we're we're about we're worry about the. Uh, Jim Bob running attack coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, so another another topic that uh, came up recently was the Lions finally cut ties with Glover Quinn. And we just want to give a big shout out to Glover Quinn. Um, his, yeah. his time is clearly coming, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, I, we talked about I think about everyone it. saw that coming. And uh, But, but yeah, he, he was great for us, so. Or what was he? Six years, I think he was with us, and uh, yeah, he he was a big leader out there, and it just uh, age is what caught up with him. It's gets yeah. us all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was, yeah, he just seemed to step slow this year. He uh, he didn't get any turnovers, didn't cause any turnovers. He he was always reliable though. He he didn't miss a single game. He played through some tough stuff. Um, definitely yeah. a leader on the field. Definitely a big reason why the Lions had such a dominant defense that uh, one year, that first year under uh, Terrell Austin and Jim Caldwell. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, they, I think the the Lions were kind of angling towards this when they got Tracy Walker in the draft last year. They're, mm-hmm. they're kind of looking looking to, uh, ahead. So, I don't know. Is he done? Do you know? I saw an article saying the Niners should get go after him. I don't know if, uh, if that was just a writer or if he's like thinking still looking for a job. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I don't. It didn't sound like at the end of the season that he was ready to retire. It sounded like he knew his time was up in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. If he gets another chance, it's definitely possible. It might have just been a one-off thing. Like, maybe he needs the right system. Because Matt Patricia, yeah. I think, requires a little more um, man-to-man coverage out of that position compared to some other zone schemes, perhaps. Yeah. I, I think maybe that is what he is looking for at this point in his career, especially because he has lost a step, possibly. It, it is yeah, possible sure. he just didn't mesh as good in Matt Patricia's system as well. Um, hard to tell. True. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if he's uh, still as uh, similar to what he was last year, he, he might get on somewhere at least uh, as a rotational guy. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I definitely think so. He's too much of a good veteran presence, and he still has some, some play-making ability. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And if you, like you said, if he's a rotational guy, he can come off the bench maybe, give a little more energy on certain plays. Yeah, now um, – what else? Oh, yeah. And then um, Mulebach got uh, extended. That was the other thing. Don Mulebach. Yeah, he's back. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. back, man. Our pro yeah. bowler. Our pro bowler, Don Mulebach. <laughs> right. Right. So we got that, that going for us. And that was in the season. So this year was the first time he had a botch snap since his rookie year. Unfortunately, it cost us a game. <laughs> yeah. Didn't keep him out of the pro bowl, though. Did but, not keep uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> The only one that can keep Don Molbeck out of the Pro Bowl is Don Molbeck, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he seems to be a, b- a pretty beloved guy around the league. You know? Oh, yeah. So. I mean, you got to respect a guy like that. Just a guy that it, does, his, does his job uh, as good as anybody can. <laughs> yeah, I, I met him once um, when uh, a few years ago in Detroit. Um, uh, who was the quarterback? Stanton with Detroit, you know, the backup. <laughs> Yeah, he, he had a fundraiser where he, where he'd uh, you go to eat at a pizza restaurant, and then the players would come wait on your on your table. Oh, cool! And uh, Mulback was my waiter that night. So ah, yeah, he, he served us some pizza, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> what did he sound like? What, what's his? <laughs> you like this? Like, hey, here's a pizza. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, he had kind of a regular voice. I don't know, like extremely <laughs> deep or anything. Yeah, he's a, he's a He's a, a nice, uh, friendly. I don't. I don't. I couldn't do a voice. That was like five years ago, so I don't remember exactly how he talked. But, but, but he was like a friendly, regular guy, you know. So, yeah, pretty cool. No, he definitely does seem down to earth. Uh, really, like a chill locker room guy type presence for sure. Yeah, yeah. But talking about um, defense as well, going off Glover Quinn, I wanted to bring up another thing that I'm sure has ruffled some feathers here in Detroit, uh, and that's Kyle Van Noy. Talking oh, about, yeah. Talking about uh, his time here in the Super Bowl. Now, last year during the Super Bowl run, Kyle Van Noy had some, you know, generally good things to say. Like, eh, you know, I wasn't performing quite well. It, it, I could see why they traded me. Now he, now he's won the Super Bowl. Now all the, you know, everything's everything's off the table, basically. He, he said he was happy to go from the toilet bowl to the Super Bowl, basically calling Detroit a Super Bowl. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, toilet, he's calling bowl. them a toilet bowl, yeah, which is yeah, complete BS. Well, you, well, you know, I, you know, how I reacted to that because I put it in our alliance chat. Uh, yeah, 
I was immediately like, what a D bag, you know, good riddance. You know, the guy's going to be trashing us like that. And you, and uh, I don't know, I think your brother tweeted out or texted an exchange with uh, Darius Slay. was like, why why you do that like that, man? You know? Yeah, yeah, and he's, yeah. Then he's trying to back it off. He's like, oh, it's my friend who said that. Uh, you know, I'm just repeating it, but I don't know. But, no, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> no, yeah. he, he de- there's definitely some uh, intent with that, for sure, to yeah. r- rile the people in Detroit and kind of be like, like, F you type thing. I think so. I think so. You know what? We beat them 26 to 10 this year. I mean, he I know, right? Say, at least in regards to Detroit. Exactly. I mean, we kicked yes. their ass. Screw him. <laughs> we don't need him. No, we don't. We got we got Rod Davis, and we're going to get another premier linebacker either through free agency or the draft this year. Uh, yes. and, spe- and going off that, I guess, is the – so Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have come up with two new draft uh, uh, mock drafts. So the very popular choice right now for the Lions is Clay and Farrell, and that was Todd McShay's pick as well. Defensive end out of Clemson. Yeah. And then Mel Kuyper, who I never trust. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you. Do you trust Mel Kuyper? Not particularly, but I always read his stuff. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, he was like the first. He's like the one that really helped popularize it in a lot of ways with his big board. So he definitely gets some respect for that. And everybody reads it. You know, it's on the front page of ESPN. Anyways, he is picking – the tight end out of uh, uh, Iowa, uh, Hacken, Hackinson, I believe. Yeah, which people below their heads would explode in Detroit if he if they did that. You know, I <laughs> I, I think uh, I mean I think he's going to be a great player, but for the first round at that high, you know, after the Ebron, uh, I mean obviously Ebron's a good player, but I, after the way that whole played out in Detroit and. Uh, and tight ends tend to take a couple of years to develop too, so he'd be under extreme pressure right out of the gate, being a first rounder. I don't, I don't see that happening at all. What about you? Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm sorry. And there's another one. His name is Noah Font. So two first round tight ends possibly from one school. That's incredible. Within itself, yeah. um, he is being compared to Rob Gronkowski a lot, which makes me hesitant that Bob Quinn could possibly go after someone like this because. They need a really good blocking tight end that has some receiving ability. And this guy won a yeah. tight end of the year award as well. Um, 6'5", well, 250. I mean, he is definitely talented. And if we somehow traded back a little bit in the first round and got him, I wouldn't be as mad. But at number eight? Right, exactly. That's, that's a little I, hard. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a first-round talent. But but that high in the draft, I just don't see it. I don't. But I, I, would, I would mind trading back if we could in this draft because there's a lot of – other different ways we could go up top there and I think we could drop down a few slots and get somebody. Yeah, and I know UJ and Rudd Dog, um, and you and me even to an extent, we're we're we always root for the Lions to win, but the last win at, in the, of the season against uh Green Bay definitely <laughs> definitely hurt us a little bit in the trade back aspect because now we're behind a team like the Giants and the Jaguars, uh, for quarterback needy. And yeah. those, those have been great trade partners for for sure uh right and as far as quarterback a team that needs a quarterback maybe the broncos but they just went for joe flacco but they don't have a young quarterback 
Um, the yeah, Dol- no. the Dolphins would be the other one, and there's a connection uh, there because Brian Flores um, just became the head coach of the Dolphins. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's true. There's, there's let me of- let me now that you're mentioning quarterback, that's let me talk about another thing that's been bandied about is uh, the Lions taking Kyler Murray at number eight and yeah. maybe sitting him for a year, you know, like uh, they did with Aaron Rodgers, you know, develop him back there, mm-hmm. and then. Either Stafford rebounds and uh, you can get value for him or, you know, ship out Stafford in a year when he's cheaper to move. I personally, I don't like that plan because I love Stafford, but uh, there's a lot, there's been talk about that, but people are like hyped about doing that. And, what do you well, think? You, well, you what, like Kyler Murray a lot. So what, yeah, well, uh, I love Kyler Murray. And I think if you can get a guy of his talent um, on your team, I, I personally would not be completely upset with the pick. Now, granted, the Lions have a starting quarterback, a, a top 10 caliber quarterback on their team, and they have a lot of other needs like tight end, like defensive end, like linebacker. Um, yeah. Or wide receiver, even for that matter. Well, we got some needs. <laughs> yeah. And but, well, well the, the Glover Quinn thing did free up more money, too. So. We're, we have more flexibility now. Oh, yeah, and we'll have more flexibility, yeah. I'm sure, when we decide to uh, – well, DJ Lang's either going to retire or renegotiate his contract. And there's a few other choices to be made, like Theo Riddick and Christian Jones among, amongst people. But getting back at Colin Murray, just him, I think he's such a unique talent. I think I think he's going to be really good if he gets with the right coach. Um, I would not hate it just because of how unique and special a talent he is. But I also don't think he will want to sign with the team unless he has a route to be a starting quarterback in the league. He he chose football over baseball, and I think his agent would have yeah. to know some teams that are willing to take him where he has a uh, a path to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think he would be a good fit somewhere, especially for a uh, you know a team on the on the rise. You know, that's can work him. A couple yeah. years because he has develop. a gun. He has an he has a really good arm and a pretty accurate arm. Oh yeah, he's a good passer. He's not just like a running quarterback. He's a he that guy can throw. And yeah, he so. did have all day to throw at Oklahoma though. That they have uh, five possible first or second round offensive linemen, and in college especially, that's incredible. And he he had all day to throw. He led the country and time per pass so that will be interesting to see if he can adjust in the nfl in terms of quick reaction time and yeah yeah because things happen a lot faster in nfl two and a half seconds compared to possibly you know four or five seconds in college yeah i'm thinking that the lions are probably going to go defense in that first pick but uh who knows i like like i like that devin white but i I'm, i'm still not you know, the, all this stuff moves around so much. You read so much stuff, guys rise and fall, you know, like mm-hmm. the hotness this week is, you know, he drops down for some other reason where, yeah. you know, everyone's hyping up one guy. But, like, I like the idea of White. Uh, but then you read some things where they're like, uh, he's a lesser uh, Rokon Smith. You know, like, like he's not as good as – even though he'd be the top pick of this year's draft probably. Yeah. They said he wouldn't be, like, top four last year. But, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, who are you looking? Are you still like Greedy Williams? I I, I like Greedy Williams, but I, I would I would kind of like uh, White right now, the linebacker. 
I think that's – I would love to have, like, just a great linebacking core. I think that would be – cover a lot of holes in the Lions. Yeah, well, I, how about – would you be comfortable having Nevin Lawson as their second quarterback again? Yeah, I'd, I'm not as, as down on him as you are, but uh, I, I mean – I'm I not down prefer, on him. I'm not down on I'd him. Pref- I'd prefer to upgrade. Oh, that wasn't you. Maybe that, uh, no, that's that's Rud Dog. Rud Dog is. Oh, about okay. Him. Yeah, uh, and yeah. even uh, UJ to a certain extent. You know, they always say, "Oh, he plays so hard, he gives his best." Well, that I mean, he is. He, he's uh, he led the league in penalties from the quarterback position, which is you know not good. Yeah, and he and, and he and, played rotationally sometimes, so that's even worse when you consider the possible percentage of plays versus penalties. Right, and they, they, like Greedy Williams, if he doesn't, I don't know, drafting a cornerback that high is is kind of risky, I think. But uh, I agree, you I mean, gotta be very certain, like Jalen Ramsey, certain uh, that yeah. you're gonna get a starting caliber cornerback right away. Right, if you got somebody who's gonna be like awesome right out of the gate, then it's it's worth it. But uh, it's a tough position to to step right into. Yeah, you don't see too many drafted that high. The only ones I can think of in recent memory is um, Patrick Peterson, Jalen Ramsey, and Denzel Ward, all who became, uh, you know, first-team rookie, um, all-pro type players in their first year. Like, everybody knows these guys are going to be really good right out of the bat. And Greedy Williams yeah. does have some question marks. So it's, It seems like most of the stuff I'm seeing with the Lions draft pick are going to be one of the defensive ends, you know, like um, Sweat or um, uh, even Rashawn Gary. I don't know. Yeah. I, for, for me, I don't know. I and think Farrell. it might be a little too risky. Yeah, and Farrell. Yeah, Farrell, probably you see more of that. That's probably I've seen the most of. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want so. Rashawn Gary. Something uh, – you're a Michigan guy. I just uh, – there's something yeah. about him that uh, – uh, I, I just can't put my finger on it. Like, he doesn't seem to be I, quite like a playmaker all the time. That That's what I wonder about him because he's he's like on paper he's like a perfect player but he just I don't know he's he could be really good but I I think the odds are he won't be great I don't know but you know who else they know. said that about uh, Deshaun Hand he was the number one recruit in the country going into Alabama and now he's on the Lions and he's a potential uh, you know a oh, threat yeah. to be an All Pro player next year the way he played. <laughs> Yeah, if we could pick up Gary in the second round, why not take a fly at him? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think he's going to get past the top ten by all the projections out there. No, but but like some of those guys, like like remember um, Deion Jordan with the uh, Miami? Oh, was, yeah. big bust, he was, big bust. He was like a perfect specimen. And he all these you read all this stuff about him, how explosive he is, and all that's great. And he was terrible, you know. Like <laughs> I don't know, just some guys they. They have all. They look like the perfect player, but they don't have what it takes. You know, that's what I just worry about, Gary. I mean, I think he'll be a decent pro, but I, I don't know if he's worth going that high on. You know, myself. But no, that's fair. I, that's fair. I, no, I, do, I think Farrell is more of a sure thing. I, I would probably be happier with uh, Farrell in the first round than that, than Gary. Yeah, and and another point of need for the Lions is wide receiver. And something recently happening over the last uh, week was Antonio Brown now officially announcing that he is he's going to be traded one way or the other. And there's a lot of rumblings out there, at least from Lions writers, that we should go after him. Do you agree with that, or do you 
I, I don't see Bob Quinn going after a receiver costing that much. The Patriots never did it. And I hate to compare one team to another, but we are really be trying to become the Patriots as much as we can. Yeah. Well, it turns out it's a good team to model because they just won the Super Bowl again. So. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you know, is it just the magic of Belichick-Brady combo? But I don't know. I mean, probably more the Belichick than even the Brady, but. He just got yeah, whatever. They went they went eleven and five the year Brady didn't even play. So Yeah. Um wait, what were we just hitting on? What was Antonio thing? Brown. Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm a little more up because when people are first floating that, like and talk right in Detroit, they're like a first rounder for Antonio Brown. I'm like, no, no way, no way. And I would say the second rounder. And they, I mean his contract's a lot, but it's uh it's like a lot of that money goes, uh, I forgot what it is. It's gonna be like eleven next year. 10. No, I think it, I think it would be around seventeen actually. I thought it was because the uh, the cap. Well, I mean, part of it goes to Pittsburgh because the uh, he costs uh, about fifteen million next year, roughly eleven million after that, and then twelve million oh, the year after that. Oh, okay, that was the first year. I guess I was missing there the fifteen. Cause that's about the eleven. Because, uh, yeah, I mean. It would be awesome to have him, but but you wouldn't want to get him any for too long because he's getting older too. But he, yeah, exactly. But he's he's going to be thirty-one by the time the season starts, which is a little yeah. Rough. But I he mean, did score fifteen touchdowns last year. Think, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, I mean, the only type of receivers we see excel like this late in their age. I guess Randy Moss had a lot of success and Jerry Rice, but these are very very rare cases. But Antonio Brown has been super consistent for a while. But, man, it's hard to say. You read all these different reports about guys and how they are in the locker room. Uh, it's it's really hard to say because yeah. you hear, like, he's a prima donna type thing, which definitely would not fit well in any locker room. Especially, yeah. Especially the Lions. But that I mean, could I also just be, you know, we're, we're just reading, the, the, you know, headlines and Twitter and things like that, so it's really hard to gauge. Yeah, I would, I would worry – personally, I would worry less about that, the – the, him being a distraction or whatever, and the money. Because, I, I mean, I think his talent is so it, so high. And him with Stafford hooking up, I mean, that's oh, that'd that'd be a cool. wicked combo right there. I mean, definitely. I think he'd have a, he'd have a big year for sure, big couple years probably. But then after that, who knows, you know, because he is getting older. And, and so. here's another thing. Um, the Lions traded Golden Tate one game back of first place because – they knew they were not going to extend him, and they had to get something for him. Yeah. At least yeah. that's the only explanation I could think of for the trade still. Uh, it's still questionable <laughs> even now. But – I know. Um, if they're not – if they weren't willing to pay Golden Tate, a guy that clearly was excelling in their system, and and kind of a similar role that Antonio Brown plays a lot, not maybe not necessarily as much as the screen game, but if they're not going to pay Golden Tate, who would – probably cost less than Antonio Brown. They're definitely not going to uh, pay Antonio Brown $15 million. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't see that either. It would I don't, absolutely I don't think... stun me. It would stun me. Yeah, they. I don't know. They seem like they're playing it too conservative to do something like that. I, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, we're still a month away from free agency, and we're going to hit on more of the people we should target later on um, in the next couple weeks. But – um. Tomorrow is the franchise tag day, and I don't think we have to worry about the Lions trying to franchise uh, Ezekiel Ansah anymore. 
No, I don't think so. I, I think, think that's. I think, <laughs> I think we've got burned on that uh, too recently. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> what What do you think if uh, the Lions instead, uh, you know, they tried to save eight million dollars, but then they franchise Ziggy? I'm just curious if they, you know, kept the fifth year option on Ebron and got rid of Ziggy, how the season might have turned out. It's hard to it's hard to say, but it's just something to think about from a a Lions fan yeah. perspective. Yeah, I know. But well, I think that whole tight end thing they they screwed up last year because I think they really thought they were going to get Gronk, and uh, that didn't happen. So, so it's definitely turned into a need on the tight end. Yeah. So. I mean, we, we're speculating on the Lions here, and we, we got months. And unfortunately, the NFL offseason is just the worst offseason because it's <laughs> the longest of any of the four major professional sports. Rightfully yeah. so, these guys put their body through hell. Um, One of the hard things to project now with the with the Lions draft is, like, who are they targeting? Because like we were talking about, they have a lot of flexibility now with the cap. And I'm sure there's free agents they're targeting, so, like, they might not be wanting to draft that position. So it's hard to know what they're going for at this point. Yeah. It's but nice that the, it's nice that free agency comes first. Cause then it kind of narrows down the draft a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Although I couldn't say the point, same thing in the Martin Mayhew era. He would just draft whoever he thought was the best player regardless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the fun thing about if we do stay at eight, there's a lot of talent up there. I mean, we're, we're bound to have a good player. <laughs> Unless unless they screw it up, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I'm 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 really hoping for a couple teams in front of us uh, to draft some quarterbacks, a team like Jacksonville, a team like New York, so then one of those better players could fall to us. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, maybe to see. been really run with uh, Drew Locke and uh, the guy from uh, Duke. Um, what about your Michigan killer, Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, well, well, yeah, he'll definitely be up there. He'll probably, yeah. he'll probably be the first one gone unless someone yeah. falls in love with Kyler Murray, you know. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's four clear-cut top quarterbacks: um, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, the guy out of Duke, Drew Locke, and Dwayne Haskins. And yeah, we'll, I get, we'll we'll definitely get a feeling towards the draft uh, who's who's going where. But I, I was talking about the off season, and it's. I'm just wondering if you have had any chance to watch the Alliance of American Football League at all. I don't know. No, I didn't. Did, did you check it out? I, I didn't get to see that. <laughs> you know what? I I just love football, man. And it's just uh, – it's great. It's on every Saturday and Sunday. There's two games each day. Usually uh-huh. like one mid-afternoon and then one at night. And it's it's great. You know, you just turn on TV. Um, there's not too <laughs> many commercials. If there's a challenge, you can hear them in the challenge booth. Oh, wow. Uh, That's cool. They can only rush five players. Uh, they can't rush more than five. It, it's interesting. It, it, you know, I just love watching football in general. It's it's definitely not the greatest football. <laughs> there's, some, yeah. uh, there's some good names, though, to be seen. You know who's uh, actually still playing in this league? I don't know if you remember Devin Taylor, fourth-round uh, draft pick for the Lions, a defensive end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> He's playing wow. for the Birmingham Iron, who have the top defense now in the Alliance. Oh, wow. League. <laughs> and you know right. who else is on that team? And he might be the most notable player in the league, for that matter, is um, Trent Richardson. Ah, 
Former what, first did, you, round. Did, did you watch some play? I, I, I have actually not been able to watch the Birmingham Iron play, but I have seen some highlights. Trent Richardson's averaging like two yards a carry, but he has three touchdowns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably watch it if I like stumbled across it, but I don't think I'll go out of my way to find a game. But, yeah, uh... it was it was on CBS <laughs> the first week. I watched the San Antonio play. Uh, oh, man, I forgot what it was. Like the Memphis Express. or No, it was the San Diego Fleet. Yeah. And the coach of the, the best part of the league is probably the coaches. Uh, this coach of the San Diego fleet is uh, Mike Martz. Oh, Jesus. God. Wow. <laughs> and they scored six points. Where's that greatest show on turf is long gone. I know. Yeah, really? Wow. <laughs> it's so long gone. Um, wow. it, it, was, it was a little hard to watch in terms of that regard. But you know who he's going against is uh, Steve Spurrier. Oh wow! So there, there's a lot of old names in this in this league. I got uh, Oh yeah, uh, the coach of the Memphis Express, the O and two Memphis Express, is uh, Mike Singletary. <laughs> wow. That's Mike fun. Mike Vick was supposed to be the offensive coordinator for Mike Singletary, but then he uh, had to back out for some reason. <laughs> they asked Man. they asked Tebow and Kaepernick to play, but Kaepernick said he wouldn't play for anything uh, less than twenty million dollars. So. Oh jeez! And then Tebow's still—he's—he's uh, he, he's gonna get the call up this year in the major leagues. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, which I will—I will tune into that because I would love to see that. Actually. that oh, that'd be great. He would have been up last year, I think, actually, if he didn't break his hand. Yeah, it, it'll yeah. be—it'll be entertaining. Uh, I just—I uh, would—I imagine him hitting a home run in his first uh, game somehow. That's just—that's how it, it's always bad for him. It seems. Yeah, he'll probably get a game-winning home run or something, but. Uh... Do you think Tebow was um, – do you think he was given a fair shot? Personally, I don't. But I, I thought uh, – I'm a Tebow fan, so I might be too biased. But uh, but well, I thought he – You're in he your safe have... space here. You're in safe space. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bigger Tebow fan, I think. He got his playoff win. I always thought, like, at that time, like, that Jacksonville should have gotten him and, yes. like, built a team – Built a team around his skills. He has a huge fan base. Their quarterback sucked. Their quarterback still sucks. Yeah, and at that time they were really bad too. They could have taken Awful. a chance on him, and it would have drawn in people to watch the games. And I don't know. And I, he played I, I, Mark Sanchez in New York. Like, oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, I know. No one Sanchez. gave him a chance. They they didn't really, like part of his game is running, and you could have put him on the the Ravens this year and had a lot of success. I think. You know, like yeah. how they ran Lamar Jackson like 21 times a game. Tebow's a tank. That guy's a, like a big dude. He could definitely oh, yeah. run in the NFL. And he has that, that it factor, the winning factor. You know, he's he's the winner. You know, I, I think he would have – I would think it uh, some team would have done well to uh, build around his skills. But I completely agree. Uh, uh, just upsetting. Just yeah. Upsetting. I, I, I just wanted to see him start more than one season. Yeah, me too. Me too. We're on the he, same page on this one. He led them to the playoffs. Granted, there was a really good defense he was playing with, and uh, yeah, and Matt Prater was uh, just incredible that year. I think he had like six game winning field goals. It was something ridiculous. Just an entertaining season, and he won a play. Tebow threw for three hundred sixteen yards against a Pittsburgh Steelers team in the playoffs. I think the dude's yeah. got some talent to win a game. I agree. You know, he's he's not, doesn't have that classic look, you know, the way he throws, but I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I'm with you, though. I think he was underappreciated. You know, he should have gotten a lot more chance. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So what are you doing with your uh, – I, I mean, we're, what are you doing with your Sundays now that we've had him off a little bit? <laughs> yeah, my Sundays, yeah, it's just back to normal stuff, watching hockey and uh, <laughs> it's hanging with the family. Well, that's nice. But it's some, spending some quality time with the family, your eyes away from the TV. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. You got to get those get those days in because you ignore <laughs> the family the rest of the year. No. <laughs> well, and, no. And we did get our we got our uh, season ticket renewal this week because I still do have my Lions season tickets, mm-hmm. even though we live in St. Louis. We and we're re-upping, but they did not raise the price this year, so that was good. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Actually, I heard they even lowered them in some areas, and then raised them in like, you know, usually yeah. we're, usually where businesses like buy tickets. It says uh, five thousand of the seats have gone up, fifty seven thousand have stayed the same or decreased slightly, and uh, fifteen hundred moved moved up by five dollars a game or something. So, and uh, oh, one thing they they said on here which um, I did not know about. Was they're going now to the electronic ticketing, like the, uh, I know the the Red Wings have gone to it and the um, Pistons, and now the Lions are doing that. So it's gonna it's be all electronic. It's all electronic. Yeah, because they used to send wow. you like the option. They're like, hey, you can save money if you go electronic. But I, I always like to get the printed tickets. Yeah, like, they look cool. But, and it's uh, like a memorabilia item. You know, people collect tickets. They put them, you know, on a bulletin board. Or if you're yeah. like me, I have like a bunch of my sporting tickets. You know, like. I put them, you know, on one spot growing up, you know, as a kid, you go to the game, like, oh, I went to the game today, and then put the ticket away, yeah. and then you look back on it years later, ah, and, I don't and like when you that. Get the, uh, and when you get the season tickets, you, you've seen those, like, the at least the club seats, they have the, uh, like, a big picture of Stafford, you know, and, like, color, you know, photo, and you know, it's like, or whatever, the, it yeah. changes every week, you know, so it's, they're kind of cool, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if there's a way to get printouts, if it's, like, a historic game or not, but... Everything's electronic now. So. Well, that's highly disappointing. You know what? Yeah. You know what else they've done that? I used to collect movie tickets all the time. Oh yeah, I did. And too. now all those are like this little thin piece of paper that like looks like it's been printed off at like a jewel yeah. or a, a jewel the local uh, grocery store. But I used I used to know, save movie Walmart. tickets too. I used to save them. Well, back when I went, because I'm older than you, uh, they <laughs> they were just like tickets. They would say like theater three. Yeah, like, just. It wouldn't say Star Wars or anything. It would just say the, okay. the theater name and the the, the screen number. Mm-hmm. But and then they went to those like printout tickets and those like thermal. So even if you save them, it fades eventually because that the heat gets to them or whatever, and they just yeah. the, the writing fades off. So can't really save those. But it's a bummer. I, I just had a bunch of them in my wallet, and now like I I don't save them anymore. It's just pieces of rippable paper. Oh yeah, and and a few years back. In Chicago, I went to the White Sox, uh, Mark, Mark Burley's perfect game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my ticket stub was a printout of a, an electronic ticket. So that, wow. <laughs> that would have been nice to have like a real ticket to remember that. From. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been amazing. I can't believe you were there. <laughs> I know. Just a random Thursday. It turned out to be an amazing game. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that your Sundays are, uh, well, they're, they're going well for yeah. you. And you're yeah. What, do you, what are you doing on your Sundays? What are you spending your Sundays doing now? Uh, well, I sleep a little later because I don't have to get up as early, you know, prep for the day, like do a fantasy lineup, uh, get some bets in, things like that. 
So it, it's nice to sleep in a little bit later. Uh, it's tax season for me right now. I'm, a, I'm an accountant if listeners aren't aware. <laughs> but uh, so I've been working lately uh, just on the weekends. But also, you know, I read a couple things. That's nice. It's nice to read as well. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's not it's a time away from the television and sitting down. I'm moving around a little bit more, which is nice. Well, that's good. That's My Sundays good. are a little healthier, both emotionally <laughs> and uh, physically. <laughs> right. Less <laughs> stressful, for sure. Yeah. Well, Bob, um, thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll get the rest of the crew back next week. Yeah. And we'll, we'll just be continuing to talk about our Lions. Uh, I have some people coming on that are more knowledgeable about some of the prospects, and we'll bring them on as well later, especially as we get closer to the draft. Um, the combine's right. in, a, in a few weeks as well, so we'll definitely be talking about that. We're going to be looking for and everything like that. But we'll, we'll have plenty more coming up. We had to take a few weeks off here just to, to gauge and think about what we're doing going forward. So yes. thank you, Bob. Um, it's a pleasant Monday yeah. night. And as always, go, go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard win the game. With honor you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.